Welcome to the Let's Eat Grandma Career Warrior Podcast. And welcome to the Let's Eat Grandma Career Warrior Podcast, where our goal is not only to help you land your dream job, but to help you live your best life. Today, we're going to talk about how recruiters are using LinkedIn. Why you might want to listen to this episode, maybe you are curious about how recruiters and hiring decision makers are finding actual candidates to land the positions that you want. You're going to know exactly what you should do to your LinkedIn profile and how you should be using LinkedIn effectively in order to land your dream job. Today, I brought on Michael Goldberg, who is the CEO and founder of Hiring Transform. Michael is a recruiting strategist, candidate experience advocate, and recruiting data nut. Riddled with experience in talent acquisition and recruiting, Michael helps startups and established organizations with developing their HR functions and servicing internal and external customers. Michael's mission is to turn recruiting organizations into a team of recruiting superheroes. So I know Michael and I had a really engaging conversation before this. We're going to have a lot of good talk surrounding the platform of LinkedIn and how it's being used. So I can only imagine what it's going to be for this episode today. So let's launch right into it with our 196th episode of the Career Warrior Podcast. All right, Michael, how are you doing today? Hey, Chris, what is happening? It's great to have you on the show. And like I mentioned, I just think this is going to be a great episode because you know so much about how recruiters are actually using LinkedIn. I'm just the resume writer, the LinkedIn writer. So it's important for me to talk to people like you. But wanted to launch in with this question just to get people thinking, why should job seekers use LinkedIn? Like what's what is really the purpose in your opinion? The main purpose uh, for job seekers to use LinkedIn is because the recruiters, about 80% of recruiters either have a recruiter license, a recruiter pre- uh, or some type of LinkedIn premium seat, or maybe you even have Sales Navigator, which can be used like LinkedIn Recruiter. It's a marketing tool. It's almost like, you know, you're going to a casting call, right? And you present your picture with an overview of your experience. So think of it as a casting call. And you're coming on to put your best foot forward to show off your skills. And if you have the right LinkedIn profile, mm-hmm. recruiters are going to find you on LinkedIn. That blows my mind. I think about the resume really as like the standard application piece, but you're telling me that the LinkedIn is huge, like almost putting it up to par with the resume, correct? It is. It shouldn't be. So one note is that the resume and your LinkedIn profile should not match one another. Don't paste your resume into your LinkedIn profile. Okay. Your resume is more of a short marketing story, and you can certainly go out online, of course. But I want to go back to something you said, which is that the majority of recruiters are on LinkedIn. That's something that we can't emphasize enough to people who are on the platform and a good reason to use it. But just to play devil's advocate a little bit here, because I've spoken with a lot of job seekers who just are not using LinkedIn to their advantage. But are there certain industries that just don't use LinkedIn or is it everyone? No, you'll find like administrative assistants on there, but you won't find like manufacturing or line workers Okay, on there. You know, there are plenty of people that have profiles, but aren't very active on there. So those industries could be the technology types, the engineers, the managers, definitely. So your IT leaders, they definitely have a LinkedIn profile, but a lot sure. of the developers don't because they don't want to be contacted by a thousand people every day. Right? Developers are very popular. I've discovered that on LinkedIn. Like they get a lot of traction. 
for better, for worse, developers. Developers, yes and no. I mean, I, I tend to disagree a little bit on that because here's the thing. Recruiters can use LinkedIn all they want, but the key for success to recruiters, and we'll talk, I'm sure we'll talk about this in detail, is that they need to be present on the platform. So it's not like right. you can just say, oh, I've got a recruiter seat. I'm going to go type away and look for that person, right? If you're not active and you're not putting yourself out there every single day, not every day, Monday through Friday, maybe Sunday through sure. Friday. Get a little breakdown. And not just posting, hey, I've got an open position, hit me up. Those don't get good traction. Why? Because there's no relationship built with their audience. You know, are they using hashtags? Are they posting information that's going to help the job seeker? Posting information about their company that makes it compelling for me to be interested in talking to you if you reach out. Absolutely. So I think we've demonstrated the importance of LinkedIn. I think we've hammered it home for job seekers. So let's talk about really, I'd say the how of recruiters, how they're using LinkedIn and what that means for job seekers. So with that knowledge, I want to go into some implications for job seekers and talk with them about how they're going to get some results, because I know we have a lot of people who are looking for their dream job here and approaching the new year 2021. But let me ask from a job seeker perspective, what is the right way and what is the wrong way to use LinkedIn? The right way to use LinkedIn is to treat it as a networking tool for jobs. It's not a tool where you send direct messages to people through email, attach your resume and say, hey, let me know if you have a job. That's not going to work. No one's going to reply to that. When people hit me up that way, I reply with a very gentle, hey, thanks for sending me your resume. You know, tell me a little bit about what you're looking for, what you do. I mean, literally, they just send their resume. Just the resume. You know, hey, I'm a software engineer looking for a job or, hey, I'm an operations manager looking for a job. And they just attach the resume. Okay, that's great. But you haven't even tried to build a relationship with me. Exactly. And that's the magic to LinkedIn. On both the recruiter side and the candidate side, it's about networking and building relationships with one another, bringing connections to life. So just a personal story. One of the things that, and this is basically how, how you and I got connected. I mean, we were on, a, on the same, uh, through the GA Assembly presentation a couple of months ago, right? But we decided to bring our connection to life. And that's one of the realizations I had is I've got, I have over 17,000 connections. How meaningful are they? I'd say about one and a half to two percent are true meaningful positions. Mm. So what I'm actually doing is I'm going through my LinkedIn profile. And for people that at the end of the year, it's going to be the last two weeks of the year, create a list to say, all right, are these folks active on LinkedIn? If they're not active on LinkedIn, I don't want to be connected to them. So I had this epiphany in September of this year that every connection I make, I'm going to try to bring it to life, meaning yeah. getting on a call, talking to the person, building relationships, having them on my live show, uh, yeah. having them on my podcast, right? So yeah. to me, that's the right way to use LinkedIn. The wrong way is to say, hey, I'm looking for a job or hey, here's or here's my resume. Let me know should a job appear. That's definitely not the way to go about it. And the other good way to do it is to be active. Share the knowledge that you have out there. Use keywords that are going to are applicable to the industry or the position that you want in your posts. And of course, in your LinkedIn profile, because the keywords do matter, because that's how recruiters use the tool, right? They use it to search for particular skill sets and particular industries with particular right. responsibilities, et cetera. Right. So that's, those are my, that's my basic recommendations for how to use it the right way and the wrong way. I love that so much. And the theme I think that we can't hammer home enough is 
quality over quantity of connections. Correct. I mean, you know, I'm nowhere near 17,000. I think I'm like 4,000 or something right now. But even then, I'm noticing that the more I add, add, add people, because there's been a certain point where I just decide to accept everyone because I just want more. I was surprised by how much that didn't help me within my professional life or my career just because I had more connections than I did last year. So I'm really starting to do the same thing, which is look and really filter out who I think I'm going to put the effort into being in touch with and connecting with because it's annoying when you add all these people and your entire feed just becomes unusable because it's just anything and everything. And so when you have a good feed that has things you can actually comment on, things you can actually like, I think that has made a big difference for me. Yeah. I mean, I think you can weed it. You know, so when I go through this, I'm also looking at the data. So I'm looking at the type of position that they hold. Are they, you know, for like you and I's purposes as uh, service providers, I want to talk with decision makers. I want to build the relationships with them. On the candidate side, when I am coached, because I do coach candidates on job search strategy, those candidates, but the, I know that those candidates will eventually become employed and then eventually they hopefully become clients. But, and I don't know if you've noticed this, but I've noticed on my LinkedIn request over the last probably week, I have ignored 70% of yep. the connection requests yep. that have come in because, you know, they're a part of Fiverr. So they want your business. Yep. I help people with financial services. I ignore those requests. And you can put it out there to, hey, stop doing that, build a relationship. You could always have that post out there. But I would say I'm choosing to be more selective. And I remember it in the beginning of LinkedIn, I've been on LinkedIn since 2000 and it's either 2004 or 2006. I can't remember what it was. But you know, the old theory was never turn down a connection request because you never know where it can lead. True. But if I'm doing business here in the United States and I'm getting 80% of my request overseas... <laughs> And you have to be very careful. I'm starting to now get spam and phishing requests on there. So, yeah, so that to me is it's be selective and have the quality, but yeah. use the data you have, but because you can export your data on LinkedIn. As a recruiter, I would recommend you, ex you look at that data and look at the people in your network. Are they related to the types of positions that you recruit in your current position? So and if not, they don't need to be a connection. That's a good segue because a lot of the people listening to this podcast are job seekers who are curious about how recruiters are using LinkedIn to find candidates. Let's just turn the attention to you just for a second. How are you using LinkedIn to find quality candidates? What does your process look like? So I take a couple of different approaches to it. I do have Navigator. I do okay. not have a LinkedIn recruiter seat. It's very expensive, you know, 7,500 to 9,000, depending on the company and what they're feeling that day. I use LinkedIn to recruit through Sales Navigator, but I also tend to use Google by X-raying LinkedIn to get my candidates. And I do this for several reasons. The most important reason being LinkedIn is, is changing their algorithms daily, right? And you never know what you're going to get. Here's a good example. So, and also there tends to be a finite amount of results that they'll produce to you. When you go out on LinkedIn, I could do a LinkedIn search and get more results of people and connect with them that way. Now I don't send, like if I want to talk to a candidate, I don't send a connection request, right? Basically, what I do is if they look interesting to me, I'm going to send them a very personalized uh, LinkedIn email. I'm going to note the company that they work for. I'm going to put the company name in the subject line. Okay. The company that they currently work for. If they're unemployed, I'm going to put their name and their title. Okay. Their last title held. And what I always do is I always include 
the number of years that they've worked for a company. Hey, Chris, I see you've been with uh, Litzy Grandma for the last five years and noticed that you're a resume writer or, or see that you have strong resume writing skills. We'd love to talk to you about an opportunity with this publishing company to whatever, right? It's about personalization. Recruiters make the mistake of sending out mass emails or mass in-mail messages, whether through Navigator or through LinkedIn Recruiter. And it's not personalized. Okay. Right. And it's not about saying, hey, it's not about opening about, hey, I've got a job for you. It's, you know, hey, Chris, I've seen your success at Let's Eat Grandma. I've seen some examples of your work on your LinkedIn profile. I really liked it. I mean, butter them up a little bit, right? Okay. Look at it. It's sorry to go cliche, but it is like dating. You got to build that relationship first before you ask him out on a date and say, hey, let's get married. Absolutely. Take it slowly and don't put use email campaign. You can use email campaigns through a variety of different tools that are out there, but make those emails very, very personalized. Absolutely. And it works for me 100% of the time. So you're telling me that no matter if you're the recruiter or the job search, you're the job seeker you need to make sure that this is more of a relationship rather than transactional, rather than let me try to get something out of it tomorrow by just shooting out a bunch of cold reach outs, correct? Correct. So I did a post today on LinkedIn this morning. I did my first post about uh, treating your, it says treat your candidates and then it says customers, but there's a line drawn through candidates. It says treat your candidates like customers. And that's big. So I talk about the importance of giving them thinking globally. So as a recruiter, don't just look at just because they applied to one position doesn't mean they're not qualified for another position in your company. Yeah. So in that, I compare it to, hey, if you're interested in this, you should check out this. It's kind of like the, you know, we'll call, we'll call out Amazon. It's like the Amazon approach, right? They always have suggestions to what else you should be considering. I talk about you know, keeping in touch with your candidates to keep them informed of the status. So, you know, how, like when you order from somewhere, they'll send you updates and email mm -hmm. automated say, Hey, your package is on its way or your package has arrived. Let your recruiters know, or let your candidates know that you're thinking about them and have a, have candidate touch points throughout your, that's your, relationship your building right there. Right. So if you treat your candidates like customers, and you build the personal relations with them. And, you, and to your point, if you have quality candidates that you're communicating with, instead of just reaching out to a bunch of people that have one keyword that matches your search, you know, make it personalized and take care of that candidate throughout the process. Don't stop communicating with them. Make sure that they have all the information possible. So a job posting should be written as detailed as the product specs on something that you're buying. Absolutely. Right? And why do we do that? It's help allow that candidate to make an informed decision about whether or not they're qualified for the position, have done the responsibilities, and then compel them to apply. Absolutely. I want to flip it over back to the job seeker now, because I like this little dance we're doing because this is a relationship. People need to see it from the side of recruiters. But let's draw the connection here to the job seeker. What are the top things you're actually looking for when you're trying to find that quality candidate? What are you doing specifically with looking at the profile? Are you looking at every word? What's the job search process there? It's just like the resume. You got about, on the LinkedIn profile, you probably got about five to 10 seconds of the recruiter's attention. Sure. So you really yeah. need a strong headline. And I always like to read the about section because that tells me about their communication style. 
Have they taken the time to really put uh, what they do and tell me about themselves? I mean, yeah, I'll look Mm -hmm. at their experience. I'll glance at that experience. I don't read every single word because remember, the LinkedIn profile is more like a marketing document. So it's not going to go into as much detail as the resume, right? In terms of the bullet points and the skills and all that fun. Well, the skills are on their LinkedIn resume, but you want to make sure that that about section your experience, have the keywords that are related to the general terms that are applicable to that specific position that if you're in. That you're applying for. How long or short should that about section be? How long is yours? Four short paragraphs. But the other thing I do is I put something personal about me so I can find a common connection with me. And that's a way to get to the person. They can look at my profile and say, oh, you went to the University of Georgia. I went to Florida. Georgia sucks. They can do that, right? I see you're an avid Red Sox fan. Oh, I hate the Red Sox. I love the Yankees, right? It's something where you can start to have a more casual conversation and put the person at ease. The other thing that uh, job seekers can do is in their skill sets. But you have to be careful because you don't want to put a skill set you only did once. You want to have skills in there that people are going to recommend you for, right? So if you look at mine, you're going to see recruiting, leadership, talent management, talent acquisition. I mean, all the skills related to what I do mm-hmm. are in my skill section. So if a recruiter wants to find me, there's no way they can't find me because I've got skills that I've got people backing me up on okay. what I do. If you do a skill once, it doesn't count. Don't list that skill and, and I'll ask the same question with the in regards to length and how much to actually include within that aspect of your profile. But how many skills should I seek to include? Should it be like shotgun with everything I've done or should I focus on a few key skills? What do you think? It should, it should match your profile and resume. So if you've done that skill and you are truly skilled at that, mm. list it. If you've done it once, don't list it. If you've never done it and you want to do it, don't list it because you don't okay. have the skill yet. You haven't put it into practice. I love that. And I've gotten that question before because, you know, job seekers, they're coming up. Yeah, they're coming up with their profiles and they're afraid that they're not going to have enough or some are afraid that they're putting too much. So Mm. you're just saying speak true to your skills. That's the answer. Don't worry about anything else. Exactly. I want to round it out here before I get your final words of advice. But the question I wanted to ask you was, what do you think are the top two mistakes that job seekers are making with their LinkedIn profiles or how they're treating LinkedIn? The biggest mistakes I've seen is either are too short. It's not enough information. You haven't. That's probably the number one mistake is their about section is literally one or two sentences. The two most important words on a LinkedIn profile. Do you know what that is? You'll have to tell me. See more. You know what I'm talking about? The see more button? On the the, uh, about section? About section, your experience section on your posts. Yep. Because what does that do? It creates a cliffhanger. Yeah. Right? So I'm more compelled to click see more to see what's going on. I've never thought about it. Like You'd be the first person to tell me that. Two most important words. See more. Because you want to compel the person to see what kind of experience you have. Right. So that's the first. Those first few sentences before the see more have to be generally like 40 characters. And then the second paragraph probably needs to be about 60 characters because you want it to cut off in mid sentence. So they're forced. It's a psychological thing. You're forced to click see more to read the rest. of it. Okay, I love that. No one has ever told me that before, including enough information. You think a lot of job seekers are making the mistake of just not including enough. What's another mistake? They're regurgitating their resume on LinkedIn. They're basically taking it and copying it, 
copying and pasting their resume into their LinkedIn profile. Nobody has time to read all that. Plus, the bullets don't format over very well, right? So use icons. Don't be afraid to use some icons in your about section or your, like at the bottom of my about section, I'll use the telephone icon. I'll use the email icon. uh, I'll use the website icon to put that information. Put your contact information. That's probably another mistake. Job seekers make it hard to get a hold of them. Mm. Put your personal email. Don't put your business name. I'll put your personal email in there, especially if you're not working. Your personal email, you know, if you're comfortable, put your phone number. If you have a website that shows examples of your work, like if you're a designer, you're a creative type, have examples of your work either on your LinkedIn profile or create a WordPress site that has all examples of your work and refer the people to it so that they don't have to ask for it. Michael, I love this. This is very practical advice for job seekers and I think very encouraging. So thank you for being a fantastic guest for the show. I got to ask, one of my favorite questions to leave listeners with is if you could tattoo one encouraging message for every career warrior applying for a job, what would that message be? Be consistent. Be consistent. Show up every day. Show up every day on LinkedIn. Network every day. Never stop networking. Just because people aren't calling you back, that means that the next person may call you back. Yeah. Don't get discouraged and focus on the good things. Set goals for yourself. Yeah. For the week, each week, set goals for yourself and make sure you're hitting them. Don't just spend all your time looking for jobs on the internet and applying for jobs online. That doesn't work anymore. It's about networking to find your job these days. Thank you so much, Michael. You've been a great guest for the show. I got to ask, how can people stay in touch with you and what are you up to next? They can find me, uh, go to my website at www.hiringtransform.com. They can hit me up on my LinkedIn profile. I suggest all those listening to please connect with me. Let me know what I can do to help. And my phone number's on my profile. Every, all the contact information is on my LinkedIn profile, right? You practice what um, you preach. Next big thing is really honing in on candidate experience for next year. I've got several clients lined up, and, but also helping companies. I'm working with some startups now to help get their uh, recruiting business up and running. I love that. Killing it in 2021. A lot going on for you. So Thank you. You are just a fantastic guest. And I enjoyed the last couple of conversations we had. So thanks for coming on the show. You were marvelous. Sure. Thanks for having me. Perfect. And this concludes episode 196 of the Career Warrior podcast. I, of course, you know me, will include the links that Michael has talked about in the description of this podcast. Just make sure you are not jogging or driving and we want you safe when you are checking out these awesome links. Make sure to tag us both on LinkedIn and share a post. Start engaging with the platform today and we would love to engage with you. I know that I'm always on the platform and I love using it myself. So thanks so much for tuning in. This was a fantastic episode. I'll see you next week.